Talk about it. Testify. I ain't the easiest person yeah, to testify. lead, but I tell you what, the right one can lead me in the right direction. That's all I'm saying. And if you got you got to have a different type of confidence when you're dealing with, uh, with, with some somebody of us like with, you. with a type A personality. Yes. Yeah, specifically me. Yes. You got to be confident, man, in all you do. I don't want another Tashara, right? Like, I don't want someone coming in acting like me. Like, I, that's not what I want. <laughs> acting like And you. I'm not saying, like, I want someone who is just confident enough in himself to know that he can handle a woman like me. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. Hello, my name is Nema and I'm from Zambia. So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest, and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I'm Natalie from Belgium and I would like to, to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ-centered. You have set a standard in love. Dear Future Wifey podcast has um, opened my understanding. I highly recommend that everyone, whether you're single, you're married, you're divorced, you're widowed, everyone to go follow this podcast. Continue with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. I'm Lataris R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. What's up, Lit family? This is your boy, Lataris R. Whitfield. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Stop shacking up with me and let's go ahead and make a commitment and subscribe. Listen, today's guest, I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Uh, you've seen her on the news on the ABC affiliate here in DFW. She's been making a lot of noise because she's just gone totally viral because she's just what that is. And so um, we're going to find that out today. We're going to find that out today. We're going to find out what that is and um, and what makes her such a, a great sensation and why she's captivating the hearts of people that follow her on social media or just saw her viral uh, video. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My new homie, Tashara Parker, y'all. <laughs> Hey, we got the sound effects in yeah, here. Yeah, we got we to make it official. You know what I'm saying? It's like a whole crowd out there. You can't I see them right it. now. I love but, it. But it's a whole crowd. Hey, thank you for having me. Tashara. Yes. So you have been captivating the hearts of people. Uh, I've seen you just launch a whole bun ministry. Oh, goodness. A whole bun ministry. <laughs> like you have been the prophetess, the pastor, okay, the apostle. The, Amen. Hallelujah. The, and the first lady. Praise be. Of the bun ministry. <laughs> Of the bun ministry. That came out of nowhere, though. And it was so organic. I mean, people got to follow up with the um, with the posts to know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But it was super organic how it all happened. Shara wanted to share a message. Here is her perspective. Representation matters. Two words that I've heard consistently throughout my life and more so in the last couple of days, all because of the way I chose to wear my hair to work. Most of the time in its natural state or even in natural hairstyles, this style in particular, this whole bun situation, you see it? It's what caused quite the stir online. Overwhelmingly, many of you saying the style is professional while some others saying, hey, not so much. Well, here we are at another intersection of black hair and what's considered professional in the workplace or even in schools. So um, I feel like you're so befitting for today's episode. This episode is affectionately called Be 
as simple as that to we can do that just be you that's easy because oftentimes in relationships we don't allow our our authentic self to show up until someone has gotten totally caught up in us they done introduced us to their families and then you begin to let the representative die off and then you show who you authentically are and yeah sometimes they may not like who that is yeah that's rough and i've been in a couple of situations where me being myself then actually got me out of those situations so i'm good on that <laughs> you said you no, being yourself got talk. you out the situation yes, explain yes. that well so <laughs> Man, I'm trying not to give too much away because, look, I don't want to be sued down the line you can't by be sued. Listen, revealing somebody's you ain't, you ain't identity. Got, well, you ain't okay. got to reveal their name. So listen, Tashar, I got to give you a little disclaimer. Okay. Here on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, we keep it lit. Yeah. We live intentionally and transparently. So when you sit at this table, be your authentic self. You Big are not time. being judged. And uh, we're just going to have fun. Yeah. So anyway, I was, I can be transparent. You know that. Uh-huh. So I was, I call myself dating someone and here's another thing we can, this may be another episode uh situationships you get yourself oh, in these I, I'm situationships planning, i'm planning on having one of those man yes i gotta anyway okay no so I'll stop yes. explain what a situationship is you don't at the very beginning you don't define exactly what you guys are trying to do yes and i've learned you know and, and i still and i'm just keeping it 100 i still sometimes get myself into situationships uh-huh. and that just kind of is what it is so but, situationships are when you're uh in a relationship with somebody without a title and so you have these pre you have these unmet expectations because you're not their girlfriend, they're not your boyfriend, but y'all operate in that in that role, and then you find yourself in a toxic situation. Not even unmet expectations, and a lot of times, I'll just speak for in my situation, it hasn't even led to something toxic. It's just kind of this up in the air kind of situation, <laughs> and it's just like, okay, well, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it doesn't end toxic or anything along those lines. It just kind of is what it is. And so I got to stop myself from getting involved in those kind of situations. <laughs> but back to your original question, which was basically what it means to be you authentically, all of that good stuff, right? Right. And so I was talking about a situation um, that I was in. I was dating someone. I'll, this In this particular situation, I was in a relationship dating someone. And we went on a family trip. I mean, it may have been like, look, for real, it may have been like maybe a, a few months into the relationship. A whole family trip. A whole family trip. Wait, you tell me, did he have kids or his family? His his family, his like mom family. and daddy. He does not have kids. His mom, his stepdad. Ooh, Lord um, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> his mom, his stepdad, uh, his sister, her husband, and uh, he and I. Wow. And so we went on a, a, a trip. And so after that trip, baby, it's like, downhill everything went downhill so i was like i guess i was keeping it too real on that trip they was like nah fam that's not who you're gonna bring home so uh and i thought i was just chilling you know vibing with the fam but um that was one of those situation relationships rather where you know i came as my authentic self and maybe myself was a little too much for that particular situation and and maybe even it wasn't just the family i think it was more so on on him. Yeah. I'm definitely not putting it on his family. I yeah. had a great time with them. Yeah. But I think it was, he was like, mm, maybe, maybe this ain't where I want to go. So did he ever say, uh, 
something that made it change? Was it a comment that you made um, in the you know with the family? That's or? what sucks, right? He you never, never get that. that kind of you never get that kind of closure with those yeah. type of uh, situations. And the only reason that I found out remotely that it has something to do with that particular trip, and this was months after, by the way, was through <laughs> months a, after through a mutual friend, through a mutual friend who went to dinner. And basically, they had a conversation, and that's how I found out that yeah. it had something to do with that trip that and trip. the family. Yeah. So he done told everybody else, but couldn't tell you. <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. Basically, no, they close. So yeah, but I mean, he could tell you like now, Tashara, when you know my mom asked you like, oh, so what are y'all? Is that you know? Do you, do you see yourself married to my son? And you was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. That just I you know, think his mom deal. loved me. I'm yeah. gonna throw that out there. She yeah. was straight. I loved her from the beginning to end. So anyway. So what does dating look like for you now? Ooh, you know we're in a pandemic, right? Yeah, that don't stop so love. It, it doesn't stop love. People getting and that's, married. And that's what's so important um, during this time. You really, truly get the realness out of people because yes. you have so much more time to talk to them. Yes. So for me, you know, I have been uh, dating. I've been on quite a few dates, as a matter of fact. And you just learn quickly whether or not that's going to be something you're going to entertain. You know, you'll go to certain dates, and I guess um, – the guy expects you to behave a certain way, maybe do certain things. And if that doesn't happen, hey, you don't hear from them again. And I'm A-OK with that because we dodged a bullet early on. I'm you didn't boy. get into the situation two, three, four, five months down the line and yes. then figure like, oh, OK, this isn't going to work. Like, no, we go on a date, maybe two, maybe three. And I feel like that's enough for us to know, OK, do we want to stick around and make this happen or not? And I've had many situations during this pandemic where we chose to not make it happen. And that was the end of it. <laughs> and a lot of times, I guess we might get into this, but I ain't going to even go there. No, go ahead. A lot of times, too, guys, you know. Talk about they, it. They be wanting a little something extra. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't giving none of that. <laughs> so, guys, if those, you can read between those, the lines. Those, those that are tuning in, understand that if you want a little extra from Tashara. Hey, T, T ain't, ain't doing it. She ain't, she ain't giving it to you. No. TP says she ain't giving it to nope. you. You're going to have to fast and pray and intercede exactly. on behalf of the exactly. Lord God Almighty <laughs> uh, for, for you to get a breakthrough. Come uh, on, come you got to preach, Pastor. Uh, literally speaking, you're going to have to get a breakthrough to get through to, to Shara. <laughs> so, um, so where are you on that? I did an episode um, last month. Mm-hmm. I launched season two with Abstain the Game. And so since you're just going to bring that up, are you are you practicing abstinence where you you going to wait till you get married? I am practicing abstinence right now. Now, when it comes to initially when I started this whole abstaining process was when I was in a relationship and I felt like that was all it was that about. I, not that it was all that it was about, but I felt like that was mainly what was able to kind of keep us keep us together. Yes. And not too long after that, mm-hmm. the relationship did dissolve yes. you know what i'm saying i hate to say dissolve like we're talking about <laughs> a whole marriage. you know what i'm saying <laughs> look the relationship dissolved right um it, it was no longer and so i i felt like sex was the one thing that was keeping us together and so i did um stop having sex in that relationship and 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 that was just it and i felt like that kind of not necessarily proved my point but it it, it goes to show that we had so many other communication issues that we needed to get through that if we didn't have sex kind of interfering and interrupting that entire process we didn't have anything else because we certainly didn't have communication there it is and so yeah so i've been standing for uh abstaining excuse me for a little over two two years two and a half years almost proud of you proud of you but you said that it's not a commitment till marriage you committing until what a serious relationship um 
right now it's a serious relationship, but at the end of the day, I ultimately think the path that I'm on right now, it's going to be marriage. Beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. We did a whole purity ceremony uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, This lady named Lestine Bell, she came on the podcast. She has a whole platform about purity and over 300 women uh, took this pledge of purity Mm -hmm. and all over the world. Is it kind of like the pinky promise deal? Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, This is just something that she created. I don't know what it was. I just just sponsored it through the podcast and did the live. Come on, sponsor. Yeah, it was really, really dope. (laughs) I was just like, hey. I love it. Yeah, man, it's important. And again, I think because I'm not out here putting out, you know, just Throwing it out there. You're going to weed through because some stuff I'm not, real fast. Exactly. You're yeah. weeding through these guys who really ain't about nothing. Exactly. Um, real quick, in my situation anyway. So um, so you're upfront yeah. about that. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. If that comes, well, let me be 100 with you. A lot of times that does not come up. But I think guys can kind of tell like, <laughs> oh, she ain't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, And if that did come up with these short time frames that I've been interacting with some of these guys. <laughs> then there's a problem Maybe that's anyway. already a red flag. Like, yeah. Like, no. People what like, are we so, doing? Um, so this is our first date. So how long do you wait for me to give me some? <laughs> You're like, God, no. About, hold on, before I pay for this food, like, okay. do you ever see us having sex or in the next 30 days? can we split half and yeah, half? can we split half and half? Because I'm just, I'm just letting you know that's where I'm, I'm at. I'm sure some season. of them probably wish they did that. <laughs> They're like, God, dog, it's right. tripping. Mm-hmm. But that's powerful. Again, being you, to be authentically you, to say, listen, this is the place I'm in in my life. And... um whether it's a faith move or whether it's just an own spirit, your own personal spiritual journey that you're on, always be upfront and be you yeah. because you yeah. get in a relationship with people that aren't on the same page as you are with practicing abstinence. And then he over here trying to accost you all the time, or, right, right. you know, sliding, you know, tugging all on you fighting and right. Oh, right. stop, just stop. And then if you would have just been honest up front, then you would have, you know, avoided all that. That's real. Um, so Tashara, you went, I know this was unexpected. People always ask, how did you go viral? No one knows how they become viral. That's why it's viral. But um, (laughs) what is it that you believe resonated with women and men across the world with your post or the video Mm. of you just being naturally who you are? I think that's it. There it is. Being naturally who you are. This piece in particular, I think it resonated with a lot of people because I was able to just be me. I was able to talk. I think a lot of times in the news business as newscasters, you are quote unquote in character, right? You're reading your stories. You're going through the motions. You're doing what you have to do to get through the newscast. But with this piece, this one in particular, I was able to sit there, talk directly to people and let them know how I feel. And a lot of times, too, when it comes to being a newscaster, you're always told, oh, don't worry about uh, the people that email in, that message in, that say negative things on, uh, you know, social media or whatever the case may be. And I was like, no, I've always responded to these people. And it just so happened in this particular situation. I have a black executive producer, which is also a whole other story that we could talk about. But I have a black executive producer. I was like, well, would you want to respond on air. I was like, <laughs> what? And so, um, that's dope. She, she, she made space. She created space. And I think it's important for us to always take up space, by the way. Come on. She created space for me to be able to address the viewers directly and to tell them exactly how I felt and educate them about black hair. And that's very important because a lot of times they're speaking from a place of ignorance. What I believe is ignorance. And a lot of times they just don't know. And yes. that's okay. Yes. As a journalist, one of the things that you you're, you're, you should be doing is you should be educating people on different topics. Like you're learning something every day. You can also teach somebody something every day. Yes. And so I think that piece resonated with so many people because they are used to seeing us on the news. It doesn't matter where you are across the world. 
they're used to seeing their newscasters deliver the news, stick straight to what the facts say, and don't, you know, venture too far outside of it. And so the fact that I was able to do that, I think they was like, yes, sis. And not only that, so many black women in particular have went through different situations at their own corporate jobs and spaces that they're in. And so for them, that was their moment to say, oh, my God, thank you. Because I went through this situation and I mean, my inbox was flooded and still is flooded because some people are just seeing the video. My inbox was flooded with people. I mean, Australia, Canada, um, you know, Bermuda, like all these different places of people just tapping in saying, I went through something similar. And I'm like, dang, we have we're so small minded thinking about, you know, the United States and ourselves. But the world is so large, man. And this stuff is happening all across the world when it comes to hair discrimination in the workplace. So, yeah, I think that's why that uh, resonated with a lot of people, because a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of black women are dealing with that. Did that catch you off guard? I mean, that level of response. Yeah. People. I saw you pop up on. What was that on? I about to say AOL. About to tell my age, it popped up in uh, in Yahoo. Yahoo. It popped up Yahoo. Yahoo yeah. was the first one where yeah. it popped up, and that was by way of the Grio, which is a black space, a black um, news journalism company that covers uh, stories and issues particularly related to the black um, experience. Yeah. And so they were the first ones to pick it up. So before any of the other big timers and all these other folks, it was a black news outlet that picked it up outside of my news station. So that's dope. And I just want to give them their props and kudos because they were the ones who kind of put it out there. And so, um, no, I did not expect that to go the way that it did, man. Who, like you said, when somebody go viral, (laughs) people be asking how you, how to, I don't know. If I could recreate it, I recreate it every day. Okay. Look, (laughs) just doing me. And so then God called you to the ministry of the bun ministry. (laughs) So you have been praise ordained, be, praise been be. ordained as the minister <laughs> and the prophet and the pastor. So where did this ministry come from? Why you call it the bun ministry? Well, it's so funny because one of my friends, one of my sorors actually mm-hmm. on you Facebook, go here and represent. Tell them who on, you are. Uh, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority and Incorporated. There it is. Um, one of my sorors on Facebook, she basically said. I don't remember what the conversation was, but it had something to do with the post going viral and people, you know, showing up. And so all these women and all these young girls started putting their hair in the buns. And I was yes. like, when I tell you, I was I so bet emotional. You I know oh, you yeah. had to shed oh, yeah. a lot of tears. Oh yeah. And it's still happening. Like I was just so emotional. And so I think they kind of knew, they know me. And so under one of the posts, she was like, okay, the bun ministry and then walked in the door, something along those lines. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. And I was like, that is catchy. That so is perfect. I just started saying bun ministry and people started catching on. Yes. And so that's kind of how it developed. And it just became kind of like this, this uh, sisterhood in spite of, you know, despite rather the moment that had occurred, it wasn't just a moment. Like it just ended up turning into what we a are called movement, like a movement. A you know movement. what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how the Bun Ministry started and when it's still was, going. I saw a video on one of your stories <laughs> that literally brought tears to my eyes. It was a little girl. And she just like, I don't look like Tashara. Like, you know, and she yeah. was just, I was like, look at this. Like, it's amazing the level of impact that we can have on people by mm-hmm. simply being you. Yeah. Yeah. It don't take no effort. It just means that you have to authentically show up as yourself and just 
be you. Yeah, and that's that's so important because a lot of the young girls, their moms have went through similar situations when it comes to hair discrimination. So their moms will show them that that video and and it's because they want to make sure that their children can see someone who not just uh isn't af- you know afraid to show up as themselves, but just someone who is literally authentically being themselves in every situation. Cuz young girls go through a lot when it comes to bullying at school. Yes. If they have puffy hair when they're five, six, seven years old, they're not seen as, quote unquote, um, the pretty girl in most situations. You know what I'm saying? And let's not even talk about colorism. If they're darker skin, darker skin tone um, in any race, by the way, you know, that's always an issue. And so anyway, long story short, I, I certainly didn't expect it to happen. It was again, organically something that just kind of blew up and it, it just took me by surprise. Every day I'm still like, how did this happen? And they keep flooding <laughs> you, keep giving you stuff, keep flooding you. So yeah. answer this, who was Tashara as a little girl? Were you always this confident woman that we see uh, or did you struggle with self-esteem, especially when you bring up stuff about being uh, a darker skinned woman mm-hmm. with dealing with colorism in our own race? Who were you as a young girl? Oh, I'm sure I, I dealt with many things. And I, and what's so interesting about doing these types of interviews is you start to think back. And sometimes I feel like one day I just need to sit down and really just think about this. But we compartmentalize so much growing yes, up. We We're such a strong species, especially yes. black people, black women. We compartmentalize so much because we know that each and every day we're going to still have to show up. We're going to still have to, whether it's go to school or go to work or whatever the case may be, you're still going to have to power through that day. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so, no, I don't think I was always as confident as I am now. I mean, I still struggle with certain things. Absolutely. But I certainly don't think I was always as, as confident because one, again, colorism, I was always one of the the darker skin uh young ladies in in school and um you you just don't think about all those kind of things and then again like if things like that were occurring back then it was like okay whatever I'm gonna just charge that to the game and (laughs) keep it moving you know what I'm saying and so I think this confidence and I think I know this confidence has been developed over time you know just being put in certain situations where I had no choice but to be strong. Yes. You know, especially in journalism, as an on-air TV personality, you literally have no choice but to be strong and stand in your power every single day. Now, don't get it twisted. The industry can make or break you. And when I say break you, break you down to your core. And so I've just been placed in so many situations where I literally had no other choice but to be strong. And coming from my family's system that I came from as a first-generation college student, I literally wanted to break barriers every step of the way. And so that's just kind of been my mindset along the way. Now, do I feel like sometimes I may have overlooked certain situations and kind of just move right past it? Absolutely. But again, we get so accustomed to compartmentalizing things that we do just look past it. Let's talk about that. Yeah. We're talking about career. You went from what is Tyler represented? <laughs> what kind of market is that? Is that a How do you explain C? that to somebody that who C doesn't market? know? Okay, okay. We can go with that. Is it a C market? <laughs> First D of all, market? don't. <laughs> I mean, what is? I'm just talking about space. People understand A, B, C. <laughs> And so I don't like that, though, because I truth? love my people. You in love Tyler. Tyler. They're the bomb. I'm just saying. <laughs> in and a they, way and they hurt my can... feelings because my turkey place got uh, burned down. Greenberg and I just turkey. I just canceled Thanksgiving. Oh, you ain't canceling no Thanksgiving. I just I did. Really? You better ask my sons. I was like, Thanksgiving ain't at my house. I have a traditional oh. Greenberg thir- turkey and I'm just not doing nothing. Well, I had a whole had other turkey. situation on Thanksgiving, but we're not going to talk about that. I oh. ordered food from somewhere. But, Honestly, I already did the um, same thing. I said, forget well, it. Well, 
It didn't work out well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what was I gonna? Uh, what was your question again? From uh, oh, Tyler, Tyler being a what? This what? Okay. The so Tyler is market one hundred and fourteen, and so you have to think about it in terms of in news media in the United States of America, we have two hundred plus media markets. Okay. Dallas is top ten. So Dallas is in in line with for folks who aren't from the U.S. is in line with New York and L.A. and Chicago and all these other big major cities, Dallas, Houston, um, Philadelphia, all these other big cities that you can think about. So think about Dallas on that level. Tyler, Texas, I don't know how I can explain. You Tyler said 114. You. It's 114, you, but so it's really from, small. You go 114, 10, top 10, to one, from 114 to, to top, top 10. 10. Exactly. And so that, it was interesting because when I was in Tyler, Texas, I think that's when I really, really started to come into myself. See, I'm going to be yes, me. I'm going to be T. <laughs> Uh, I was the first black, by the way, first black evening anchor hire for the primetime spot, female really? anchor, primetime spot in, in Tyler, Texas. Yes, I anchored the 5, 6, and the 10 p.m. On making history. evening news there in Tyler. And so I think I just started to just become more of, of myself, more of me, started showing up daily as 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 T. You know, yeah. when people start, that started to resonate with people because I was like, oh, who is this girl on this <laughs> news? And so I think that's what drew people me to Dallas, right? So I had people in Dallas um, reaching out to my station in Tyler, trying to see, okay, well, what can we do to get Tashar here, right? And they had reached out to me as well. It wasn't they the ABC affiliate in, in, in Tyler. No, it? but it was owned by the same company. Okay. So I worked for CBS in Tyler, CBS 19, and I work for ABC now. Yeah. But we were both owned by Tegna. By the way, I've been with the same company my entire career, which is quite unheard of. It is. It is very much totally. unheard, especially in journalism. Yes. But because I would say, because of what I bring to the table and there the fact is. that I continue to you, produce, you, you, better testify. you know what I'm saying. You but testify. no, it's, it's a blessing. It, it is definitely a blessing. But man, you got to realize, like, if you don't recognize your greatness, how are you going to expect somebody else to recognize Talk it? Talk about it. Be you. <laughs> Live in your truth. Be authentically you. And so I think my company recognizes that, and I certainly appreciate them for obviously keeping me on. But, man, it's dope to have a company to say, okay, Tashar, just go out there and Fly. do what you do. Fly. Do you. And we'll do be you. the wind beneath you. You know what wings. I'm saying? And, and even back to that moment early on when we talked about that video going viral, that was because my company said, okay, psh, Go do it. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, back to jumping the markets, Dallas, you know, started talking to some folks at my station in Tyler and it just kind of happened. And by the way, I had a lot of other top 10, still top 10, top 10 markets still trying to get me to go to other stations. And so I was just like, man, what do these people see? <laughs> I'm so serious. I was like, what do they see in me? I was just that's that's one of a prime example is you never talk, know who's watching. Talk. You never know who's watching you and you never know who's paying attention. Yes. I never in a thousand million whatever years would think that these top ten markets were looking at me in, in from in Tyler. Tyler in fact, I used to drive Tyler, Texas, by the way, it's only about an hour, fifteen hour, thirty yeah, minutes from Dallas. from Dallas, Texas. And I used to drive to Dallas often to get my hair done, whether it was for some type of appointment, whatever it was, I would be driving to Dallas. And I would have conversations, you know, in the salon, yeah. we talk and I would have conversations with black women and they would say, well, you need to come to Dallas next. I was like, girl, ain't no way I'm coming to <laughs> Dallas as my next market. There's no way. Like you don't go from Tyler to Dallas. Yeah. You go Tyler, then you go somewhere in between yeah, and maybe, go to Shreveport. One, maybe one more stop yeah. in between. You make one, two, maybe even three more stops yes. before you get to a market this size. Yes. And so when they saw that I was coming, they was like, now what did you just say that you can't make no... 
So God is good. Your God is bigger than your expectations. (laughs) Always. That's what I love about God. He is bigger than our expectations. Yeah. When I launched this podcast, I just thought, like you said, we think so small. I only thought United States. Yeah. And then I get so many, like 30% of the viewers are in um, markets outside of the United States. Mm. And I was like, what are y'all, how did y'all <laughs> find this? What, what, what am I saying that's resonating with y'all? And it's like, you're talking about relationships and love. And we okay. all go through it. Exactly. Uh, so when you talk about love being um, a sounding board for everybody to join in, that's exactly what's happening. So Tashara, I always ask my guests, especially if they're single, Uh, whether or not you actually want to be married. Yeah, eventually I do want to be married with kids. All right, so you say eventually. A lot of times is that like, are you going to do the Oprah thing where you uh, focus on career and then you find yourself older in age to get married? Or or are you saying that you think before 40 you're going to be married? Or Yeah, I certainly think before 40 I'll be married. And I I think I'm already doing the whole Oprah thing. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know... Yeah, I'm focusing on my career right now. And but the thing is, I'm focusing on my career, but I'm also at a point and, you know, we were talking about this a little earlier where if where if something does fall into place, you're going to know that that's the situation that needs to to manifest, you know, and to transition into something more. So, yeah, I'm not the person that's saying, oh, my goodness, like nobody's going to get me to move here or do this or do that. Like, no, like that ain't me. Mm -mm. But if you you come along and you you talking the right talk, we can probably make (laughs) something happen. Yeah. Go half on a baby. Uh, (laughs) Eventually. So Tashara. Yeah. You sound like you come from a foundation of faith. Do you have a, are you a Christian? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a Christian. Okay. So you're, you're, you're a Christian woman. And so, uh, how does that line up with your decision-making and choosing your, I call them purpose partners. Cause I don't believe just in getting married to just, cause everybody can get married, but I believe as I'm uh, intentionalizing my future wifey is going to be a purpose partner. So how does your faith line up with choosing a purpose partner? And what does that look like? Well, I certainly think that, they need to have God first, first and foremost in, in their life. I Amen. think that sometimes goes without saying, but I guess these days you do have to say it <laughs> up right. You know what it. I'm saying? But I also want someone who, you know, I, I know that we need to be whole by yeah. ourselves, right? Each other. But at the same time, I want someone who's going to help me learn more, who's going to help me grow more, who's going to help me in my walk. You yes. know what I'm saying? My faith walk. And so I want someone who's confident enough in, in himself and, and what he's been doing, you know, in regards to to his faith walk and spirituality and and um, all of that. And so I want that person to be comfortable leading me because I'm a type A personality. I'm not the <laughs> talk about testify. I ain't the easiest person yeah, to testify. lead, but I tell you what, the right one can lead me in the right direction. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And if you got you got to have a different type of confidence when you're dealing with, uh, with, with some somebody of us like with, you with a type A personality. Yes. Yeah, specifically me. Yes. You got to be confident, man. <laughs> in all you do, I don't want another Tashara, right? Like I don't want someone coming in acting like me. Like I, that's not what I want. <laughs> acting like and you. I'm not saying like, I, I want someone who is just confident enough in himself to know that he can handle a woman like me. Yes. And allow you to be free Yeah, and allow you and support all your efforts I know, instead, I of get, instead of getting jealous of what oh, you're goodness. doing. Are we going to talk about that? Yes. Oh, we can talk about goodness. that because times oh. you get with certain people. I'm telling you, I've been there. This, you get with people that begin to hinder the mm-hmm. very call that God has on your mm-hmm. life, your purpose, mm-hmm. and they can smother you mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, stifle your potential. Oh, my goodness. Jealousy and envy 
It's, it's so important to mention because when you get in these relationships of someone with someone, and I'm just speaking from my own personal situation, yes. but when you get in a situation where someone is not, so let's say they're comfortable where they are, they can make, you know, pretty good money. They are just comfortable with their lifestyle and yeah. that's, that's completely okay. Yeah. And you know, they're, they've done well throughout their years. They mm-hmm. are just fine where they are. I'm very ambitious. I am very ambitious and something in my mind wants someone who is also ambitious or someone who is still not necessarily trying to chase their dreams, but someone who, if, if you're comfortable where you are, okay, well at least support me in what I'm trying to there do. There it is. You know what I'm saying? Like at yeah. least, at least show your support, whether you're going to show up or whether you're going to, uh, you know, help me do get something. through something, like whatever it is, at least support me. If I don't feel like I have your support, Cause obvious, maybe not so obvious, but I'm going to support everything that you do. You know what I'm saying? Or as much as I can, I'm going to try to support you because I know that whatever those dreams or aspirations are for you, they're important to you. So they, they need to be equally important to me. And when it comes to a point where my work and the things that I'm doing, whether it's for work or for community or whatever it is, when it gets to a point where those things aren't important to you anymore and you try to hinder what I'm doing, that's going to automatically cause conflict in our relationship. And so I think you need need someone for me personally I need someone who's ambitious and someone who's still trying to go after more basically that I need someone that is equally um, as ambitious or just someone who is still trying to go after their dreams because I'm going to fully support you and I would hope that you will fully support me you know my lifestyle isn't for everybody and I've learned that over the years yes but when it comes to a point where you're tired of either showing your support or you want me to slow down you're um, always doing something you're always involved you're always trying to and and you start to feel a certain kind of way you start to feel like I'm not showing you enough attention yes you know and that very well may be true in certain I'm, I'm just saying that I'm being real like it, it could possibly be true in certain situations but it's not always the case like you can't blame me not showing you enough attention on just the simple fact that I'm always doing something that I think is fulfilling yes you know what I'm saying because it's not like I'm out on dates or, you know, hanging with my friends yeah, or whatever out the home case may be. Girl trips you know what I'm twice saying? A month. None like, of that. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's never been that. I've been in I was in a relationship where it just felt like the person again was very comfortable where they, they were. were. They were making good money, still making good money. They again just wanted to have a very low key lifestyle and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. But don't try to diminish what I'm trying to do. Right. Because you don't want to keep going. How long was your last so, relationship? Ooh, my last relationship was almost three years. How, what's the longest relationship you've ever been in? How many years? Six. Have you ever been, like, engaged? No, but very close to it. Very close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question, what, what comes to mind when you say people that um, try to hinder your purpose, um, God has reminded me of this moment that Jesus had where he told Peter, get behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. He told him to get behind me, Satan, when Peter said, hey, Jesus said, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And Peter, with all his best intentions, was like, no, you're not going to die. I'm going to stop you from dying. I'm going to protect you. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. The reason why he said that is because 
It's a demonic force that tries to come against your purpose. And so Jesus recognized that, hold on, I know you have good intentions, but my purpose is to die. And so I look at people in my life in that in that uh, vein to say, listen, this is my purpose. This is what I'm trying to fulfill. But if you come to my life and say, no, um, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? And a dreamer, the worst thing you can do for a dreamer is to stop them from dreaming. And sometimes it's not directly known, right? It's not yeah. like they're outwardly saying, no, they I, they're not outwardly intentions. saying, they got I don't intentions. Um, support your dream. They're not going to, at least in my situation, <laughs> it wasn't like that. No. It wasn't directly saying, but it was everything else surrounding. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, the those best conversations. The guy, I mean, he's a sweet guy, very good guy, you know, good family, all of that. But it's just the fact that I'm very much a person that's not going to be in a position, at least for now, to be stagnant when it comes to to goals or ambition or mm -hmm. dreams or anything surrounding that. And that's just not the lifestyle that I'm living right now. So purpose partner. So you want somebody to get alongside of you, help build whatever you're doing. And you said that you're willing uh, to get alongside of them and help them build their purpose. Yeah, and absolutely. That's what makes a healthy uh, relationship. And you also said that you're not in the place where you're trying to push love away or push marriage and all that, um, that you're submitted to the will of God in your life to say, God, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go. Uh, and if this is the person you brought in my life to marry, then I'll do it. Big time. I also think, though, that I need to do more about praying for that. I, I think that's very important because I get so entangled in, in my own work, you mm -hmm. know, um, the things that I want to accomplish. That's the word that, of 2020, entangled, entanglement, <laughs> right. word of 2020. <laughs> word about my own work. Look, and, and I think because I do that, sometimes I do tend to forget about you know, love and everything yeah. that comes along with it. So I think I also need to be intentional about adding that to, to my prayer good. because to that's be real good. with you, that's not something that I've prayed about lately at all, you know. Did, so you used to pray, you used to pray about it? Years and years ago. But again, it just kind of kept getting pushed to the back burner. The more, the more um, I started to add onto my plate in regards to whether it was work or being involved in the community or whatever the case may be, it just consistently got pushed to the back burner. But again, to your point earlier, I'm not saying that I'm not interested in, in loving on someone and somebody loving on me. Amen, I'm somebody. not saying that. I'm just saying that. You know, I, I just need to be a little bit more intentional about exactly what I'm looking for to make sure I don't get in none of those situationships that we talked uh, about anymore, earlier. Any, <laughs> anymore. So that's, that's interesting. You said that you need to be intentional. Why do you say one has to be intentional to, um, I hate using the word manifest, but we'll use that, to manifest their purpose partner? Well, I think once you write things, okay, so a lot of times, at the very beginning, you can kind of weed out what you're not going to deal with, <laughs> yeah. right? So if you've been praying for, you know, a person that loves God, loves his mom, loves his family, yeah. you know, if you've been praying for that person, then you get somebody that comes along who just cursed his mama out. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not saying it's going to happen, yeah. but you get somebody who comes along who did something like that or disrespected his mom in some way, then you automatically know, okay, like, nope, we ain't dealing with that. Like, let's yes. go ahead and check him off the list. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying have this long list of things because women, um, women I know, I ain't speaking for all women, women I know, you know, we make a full long list of yes. all these things that you want your, your man to add up to. But you got to realize, look, 
if he can't make that same long list for you and you be able to follow it, being you and authentically you all the time, yes. you know, not showing up with, like you said, your representative half yeah. the time. Yeah. But if, if he can't make that same list and you are able to follow it, then, honey, you need to go ahead on with your list. Now, have some non-negotiables. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But just also be willing to... Uh, be perceptive and, and understanding in certain situations. Because I think a lot of times when we do have those lists and we're being intentional about what our list says, sometimes that can get in the way too. So yes. that's what I mean by being intentional by, you know, you can write down certain things that you you absolutely can't do without, but at the same time, like, don't make your list so long where nobody can meet your Except expectations. Jesus. Okay, Except Jesus, you gonna be stuck. You gonna with be Jesus. meeting Jesus later on if you keep on playing by yourself. By yourself, sure. saved, sanctified, and abstinent. <laughs> okay, and you are gonna meet your Savior. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, um. So. <laughs> What's happening? So, uh, one of the things that um. Are you not gonna show me who's there? I, I'm gonna show you a little bit. Okay. One of the things that um, that I love about your supporters is I have never met somebody that has their own hype person. <laughs> and so, right. And so. Oh my god! <laughs> I got your hype person. Hold on, I'm recording this way. I got your hype person right here. I told her that I was coming here. <laughs> And she is freaking hilarious. And so anytime I, I, I see the videos that you post as she gives her unadulterated commentary uh, <laughs> while she's watching you do traffic in the morning. So, listen, I couldn't complete this episode with her on the Dear Future Wifey podcast without you giving your commentary on to shower. So here she is. Oh goodness. I is. usually can't hear her when she's doing it. I know it's not gonna be real crazy. Go oh ahead. You have the floor. Honey, listen, welcome. Well, welcome to the Fanny Shannon commentary of Mr. Shar Parker, the tracker girl could never. Let's hmm. get into the curls, honey. We have the curls, they are popping and juicy as they should be, and not ashy. Some of y'all curls are ashy, but I ain't gonna say nothing. Now let's get into the skin. The skin is glowing. The melanin is glowing. Honey, she looked like she came from Rwanda. Like she was birthed, okay, from the motherland. This is what I'm saying. Honey, this is jollof rice. This is coconut oil, honey. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now we have the snake skin (laughs) turtleneck, honey. This is come hither. This is fall. Fall in love. Fall in love with me. This is my son. (laughs) This is Tashara Parker. Your traffic girl could never. Could never. You are so Who else funny. is traffic girl? Who else is traffic girl? Do you know that wears leather dresses in the morning? Who else? <laughs> Who else? Not Stop. Y'all. honey. This is Tashara. <laughs> this is what we do on a daily. <laughs> I cannot deal with you. So, what made you f- do that the first time? Did y'all know each other before this? No, no, not at all. So, what happened was I had stopped watching the news just because Donald Trump was in office and he was vexing my spirit. And Amen. I got tired of looking at him, quite frankly. So, I was getting ready for work. I said, let me just look at the traffic and see what's going on because I travel 35 every day. So, I'm getting ready for work. And it's one of those like, it's a Monday morning and I'm tired and I'm looking and I'm like, I see this beautiful, this girl looked like she was carved out of baker's chocolate, honey. Like, she was. <laughs> 
she was on that screen looking like Jesus just dipped her in like fresh coconut oil. Like she had the bun, she had the side profile, but it was like bun, 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 bun. Right? And then she had on the maroon dress with the shoulder cutout. I was uh-huh. like, now I'm getting ready. I'm like putting on lotion. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> So I grab my phone and I just do like a 30 second commentary and I just post it on Facebook. The next day, my phone is going crazy, crazy, crazy. Some dude hit me up. He's like, girl, you know, you're going viral on TikTok. You're going viral on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, Danny, thank. What did you say? So I'm like, all right, what did you say? What did you say? What did you say? And like, you know, you, you were talking about that girl on TV. I'm like, the traffic reporter? He was like, yes. Honey, and that's how me and Tashara met. Baby, uh, with Tashara, you get butterfly locks, you get curls, you get buns, you get Wakanda, you get <laughs> melanin, you get, like, you get it all. You get everything black. Like, Tashara is everything black. She's like, everything, black. everything black. Everything black. That's the greatest compliment ever. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Everything black. Well, listen, I totally appreciate you for chiming in. Like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't conclude this without having you. Oh, my you. goodness. You know what I'm saying? So I love what you're doing. I'm proud of you as you are authentically being you. Yes. And uh, you. no one had to invite you right. to actually do your commentary on Tashara. And what I, what I admire so much is that you can affirm another woman and not Absolutely. be insecure. And I respect that, Queen. Absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing. Because I'm fine. I'm fine all by myself. There it is. Okay. There it is. Oh, come on, Em. <laughs> come on, Miss Shannon. <laughs> Thank you so much, and uh, I'm, I'm you, glad sis. to have you on there. Y'all, yep, love you. Me. Love y'all. <laughs> Hilarious. That is funny. I cannot believe y'all. I called her today. That is so I, funny. I, I, I inboxed her and was like, hey, listen, I got to have you. I said, I'm having Tashara on. I got to have you. Yes. And, uh, I'm so happy like, you got her on. And she's talking about, uh, that green shirt you got on is not making your skin pop. You need to go get a brighter <laughs> color. I said, how are you going to tell me what I'm wearing? <laughs> no, she like, didn't. No, you need a brighter color. You need something to pop, give you some contrast with that chocolatey skin. <laughs> Oh man, you should have been recording oh, that. Oh man, it was unexpected. You right, don't exactly. know. I was dying. Up. I said, "Girl, how you gonna tell me?" She's like, "Okay, now put that up. Right, now where are you shooting it at?" I said, "How you gonna be my wardrobe stylist?" <laughs> I, I came her. in here, turned the light on, and everything else. It was crazy. I um, love her. That is hilarious. Yes, uh, so good. I'm I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Um, this is a new product that will be on the website. Uh, this is the Dear Future um, Journal. All right. Discover, now. recover, and uncover love. And so that's your that's your journal. Oh, so uh, look, when I start writing down my little intentions, I can go ahead and write them. Yeah. So as you begin to write down what you are praying and asking God for, then you write in this wonderful journal and hopefully you're able to present it to him on your wedding day. That's absolutely beautiful. Now that's gonna be a touching little old gift. It is. I'm trying yes. to tell you. That's Come why I'm, I'm trying to inspire you people. You set me up. You set there me up. Yeah. Okay, for yeah. success. For success. There it is. <laughs> so listen, I thoroughly enjoyed having you on today. Everybody, give it up to Tashara Parker on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. You were so Thank great. You. Thank I you. enjoyed it immensely. I hope y'all really enjoyed this uh, episode with Tashara. Listen, I'm so excited that. This week, we are launching our Dear Future merch. 
So make sure that you go visit the website at DearFutureWifey.com. We have some hoodies, some crew neck sweatshirts, and some T-shirts. And we also have these amazing journals that you see uh, next to me, these custom journals called Dear Future. And we have these custom fountain pens that you've seen me sign these letters in season two. Um, so excited about that. A lot of people have been reaching out to me, telling me how they have been inspired to write letters to their future uh, hubbies. And I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and uh, create a journal and very elegant. Make sure you pick up uh, one. Only have a limited supply because uh, it costs so much to get created. They'll make a great Christmas gift. So make sure you pick up your dear future uh, journal or and or your dear future fountain pen and become intentional about um, manifesting your future. I mean, it's power in writing. The Bible talks about make it plain, write it upon tablets. And uh, that's what you see me do every week. Dear future wifey, did you know that you defeated the odds of one to 100 million the very second you were conceived? The day your mother and father created you, 100 million sperms were released and you were the one who fought your way to the fallopian tube, breaking through the barrier of its thick lining to begin the growth of the spectacular queen you are today. You are an overcomer. Experts say that only the strongest and healthiest sperm survive the journey to fertilize a mother's egg. I admire your strength. Baby, be you. Uniquely you. Though all humans share 99.9% of the same DNA, it's the 0.1% that makes you uniquely you. You see, the human DNA sequence consists of nearly 3 billion DNA base pairs. The order of these base pairs is nearly identical from person to person, but there are random changes in the sequence called variants. The combination of all of our variants make up the 0.1% difference in our DNA, the part of your DNA that makes you unique from everyone else. Forget about the guys in the past who didn't appreciate your value and uniqueness. They were just the practice squad to get you ready for the championship life you will share with me. Your confidence is the foreplay. You never have to fight for attention because, baby, you are the attention. When you walk in a room, you effortlessly suck the oxygen out of it. I have one request. Just be you your future hubby thank you for listening to the dear future wifey podcast remember be lit live intentionally and transparently and don't stop loving make sure to subscribe to our dear future wifey youtube channel we're available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and stitcher we welcome your support simply share our podcast with your friends and family